Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. That's right, they might be giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I am here with Colin Clive of Mustard Plug to talk about the song, Man, It's So Loud In Here. Cue techno music. I'm not I'm not well versed in all these sub genres. I mean, we'll get into this later, but would I be wrong to call it a techno song? I, yeah, I don't I don't I don't think. I mean, I, I think under some some umbrellas you, you could, but I, I think in general it, it's it's not. <laughs> it's not. Okay, well, you'll have to school me on all this. I'm I don't, not sure I why mean, it's not. I, I think there's too much Yeah. <laughs> singing or something i don't know <laughs> okay techno's gonna be instrumental i don't know it's a, it's, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll figure it out uh we'll, we'll we'll figure it out as we go so uh colin thanks for being on thank you thank you my pleasure i'm excited about it yeah you you posted on we were not facebook friends you made a facebook post about the mike park episode and mike tagged me in there and i'm like Holy shit. I'm like, here's another guy I grew up listening to his music. I mean, Mustard Plug, I have a very distinct memory of... Uh, so I was... Uh, I'm a trombonist. Like, that was like my college scholarship instrument was trombone. Um, you may have heard me talk about that before. But when uh, I was in high school... Let's see. The summer after my freshman year of high school we went on a European band tour with my high school. Like we did fundraising and shit all year. We went to Europe and there was this uh, older uh, baritone player who was like super Scott kid, like the bomber jacket, you know, buttons all over it, all this stuff. Like I'd been getting into punk, but um, wasn't into a ton of Scott other than I saw Slapstick open up for Rancid and I was into that kind of stuff. But uh, just having like that freedom on the uh, the European tour, and and this is like, I mean, you know, it's like ninety six, so like you know, not everyone's like got a cell phone. Your parents can't get in touch with you like every five seconds. So like, there's a lot of freedom there, and we were like just wandering around. We were hanging around with this kid, and he had brought like a whole booklet of CDs, all this like Moonska stuff, and 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 Dill and Asian Man stuff. And was just introducing us to all of these bands. And he let us listen to a bunch of Big Daddy Multitude. And 
uh, we were like, yes, okay. So me and my friends were like, he just introduced us to this whole other world of ska stuff. And that's when I first heard your music. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was big. So, um, I don't know if we were going to play one muster plug song for the folks who may not know about you guys. What, what would we play? There's just so much there. I mean, my band used to cover Mr. Smiley okay. in my high school band. We'd cover that, but it, I don't know if that's too, too, too easy or too predictable. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I mean, I, I guess it, so what we we got we got to decide is it a song that I sing or is it a song that Dave sings because there's that whole element. I think we should let's do one that you sing. Okay. Um, yeah. Or we could just kind of do equal and we could do you, which is half me, half him. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or we could do a medley. Or you could do a medley. <laughs> yeah, there, there's so many songs. Um, I mean, you is still like. I think one of the uh, the iconic, uh, if there is an iconic Mustard Plug song, you know, sure. stuff off Evil Doers Beware is probably the most recognizable. Um, yeah, beer songs, big. Maybe the people are sick of hearing that stuff and, and they don't want to deal with it anymore. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's let's play that one. Okay, let's play that okay. one. We'll All start. Right, we'll start. Yeah. We'll start there, and then we can branch out. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. Here's some Mustard Plug. buying my own copy of Big Daddy Multitude and my sister looking at the cover being like, oh, that's gross. <laughs> and then, and then uh, she ended up like loving you guys so much. I don't know if you checked Facebook recently, but my uh, dad took a picture of this. My, my mom used to make Christmas ornaments for us like every year. Like she was very crafty and a seamstress and would and loved like making like custom stuff for us. And my sister requested uh a mustard plug Christmas ornament. <laughs> so we may have, I don't know if, if you've ever made any official merchandise that's Christmas ornaments, but we may have, the Simpson home may have the only mustard plug Christmas <laughs> ornament in existence. I, I, I did see it and it is, and it's beautiful. I mean, it, I, I think, I think you might be onto something. So <laughs> that flame logo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My mom had made me a lag wagon one. They were probably my number one band when I was in, 
high school as a young drummer trying to keep up with uh, both Derek Plort and uh, Dave Ron and um, I'm sure failing miserably, but it was fun trying <laughs> to drum along with that, uh, those yeah. tracks. Do you have a favorite Lagwagon uh, album? Oh, I think Haas is probably my favorite. Um, but that was the first one I heard. And that tends to be how it goes. I don't know, right. you know, that 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 one stuck. I know everyone loves. Uh, let's talk about feelings. But uh, Derek Plord was like big drumming inspiration to me, and you know that was an unfortunate loss. Um, but Dave Ron, I mean, I don't know how that band has been so lucky to have like two of the best like skate punk drummers right, of right. like all time. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. So. Um, yeah, hey, you know what? Let's talk about some of your other stuff. Do you want to play something from The War Between? You want to tell us a little bit about that band? Yeah, um, that was a band that a, just a friend of mine and I started probably, It's I'm probably going to get it wrong, it's probably three years ago now, two or three years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And we had been talking about doing something for years and years, and and the most obvious would have been some sort of, you know, melodic punk metal thing um we both like that stuff we're fairly competent in it you know we're we're used to it it'd just be like a natural thing to do um kind of kind of a face-to-face meets propaganda meets descendancy Uh, sort of thing or something (laughs) which (laughs) which would which would be cool you know but um we kind of just finally got together and we're like let's let's see what we want to do when we actually got together and to talk about it. And then we just started talking about all these other bands like Love and Rockets and Ministry and Depeche Mode and New Order and Jesus and Mary Chain and all this stuff that we yeah. really like that no uh-huh. one around here was really doing. And we're like, well, why don't we just try to do this? This seems more interesting and, and, and fun and kind of adventurous, you know, in our little West Michigan world sort of thing. So, um, yeah. So we just tried, figured we just, and then we could keep it as two people. We could travel around and in, in in one car, um, and so we got together once a week and wrote a record, um, and it just kind of that that one is and, and put it out ourselves, and it kind of bounces, Goth Beach. Yep. It, <laughs> we were originally going to call it. It took us basically that whole year to come up with a name because with the internet, <laughs> you 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 can't come up with a band name anymore because. It's impossible. Yeah, everyone is taken. Um, so it took us forever, and it, we almost were called Goth Beach, but a few people told us that we should not do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I still don't know if – apparently it's not taken, so I, don't, I, I guess, you know, if, if someone else wants to start a band called Goth Beach, you probably could, <laughs> Safe, safely, I guess. But uh, so against their wishes, we uh, decided to not call ourselves that. And uh, I ended up reading a line. I was reading a Billy Idol book, like his one of his books or, or his book yeah. or whatever. And there was a line in there, and it was he just mentioned the war between. It was between like dance music and the and punk music, and what kind of he was wanting to incorporate both. Um, uh-huh. And I, I, I like that name or I like that phrase, and so I just I went in the list of phrases, and uh, and that one stuck. So. Yeah. So and it, and it's it's slight. I, I think it's slightly a cool name. I don't know if it's a great name oh, yeah. or the best name, but I mean, compared to mustard bug, it's a pretty good name. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you, what? Why do you guys re- regret <laughs> picking that name when you were young? <laughs> um. 
you know, it depends on what day you ask us, I guess. Um, I mean, it's one of those things like when there's so many bands like that when they're young, they're, you know, you come up with something like, like, I mean, no effects. I know they've talked about that before where it's like they thought it was so clever at the time and then they just got quickly annoyed by it. Like people um, either like, I don't know, getting it wrong, like on flyers and stuff like that or, or whatever. Like they think it's just annoying. And I think, yeah, especially in the Ska world. There are a lot of crazy names. At least you guys didn't put Ska in the name of the band. True. Like so many bands did. <laughs> but our first our first release did, though. So I don't know if we completely uh, uh, <laughs> survived that whole thing. But we did it. Well, I you think weren't, you weren't stuck with it. Scopocalypse yeah, Now is pretty good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. as far as you Ska did, I mean, you weren't, you weren't... Right, you weren't you weren't stuck with it on every single uh you know album cover for the rest of the career though. Correct, so, correct. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it was. Um, um, but there is a list of the other names that were uh, contenders, and out of those, it's great. So, um, so in, in that in that essence, I guess we made the right choice. So, right. Yeah. What year? I mean, what year was the band dubbed that? Like, what's the official? St- start of 91 i think it was probably like sometime in the fall of 1991 yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's like even people getting dial-up wasn't really i mean maybe you would know somebody that was already starting to get on prodigy or one of those services but yeah that's real early that's real early (laughs) it would take you like 10 minutes to just get on there and and look let's like uh, mustard plug. Like you'd never, you'd, I don't know, you'd yeah. wouldn't find shit. Well, well, yeah. And back then, I mean, by the time, if you did make it, which chances are virtually zero to make it as a band <laughs> in, in, yeah. in any sense, like, you know, if there was three other mustard plugs in the world, they all would, you know, the other ones would have fallen by the wayside by the time somebody gets noticed. So it was, it was, that was an easy time to name bands back. back right. Then. Yeah. Or you'd never cross paths and never even hear of each other. Yeah. 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 And then my newer band, Doppelpopolis, we, me and, uh, the other, um, guy who plays guitar, we get mistaken for each other around town all the time. So like we we met because people are like, dude, you totally got to meet Johnny. He, he looks just like you. And so so then we did. We ended up having super similar musical tastes, and we started jamming together. And then the band was born, and we're like, well, we're kind of like doppelgangers. But then you look that up, and it's like, of course, that's like four fairly established bands like <laughs> right. all over the world, like Texas, Canada, Australia. They were like doppel you know, doppelganger bands all over the place. So then we took it from a C Lab twenty twenty one episode. Nice. Double populous. <laughs> and everyone always says it wrong. <laughs> like, what is that, Greek? <laughs> <laughs> so let's play something uh, from the war in between. Should we play something off Goth Beach? Or sure. you also released a track more recently, right? Yeah, that was that, Parad- that's a no Paradise? means no cover, and it's really weird. And oh, pro- okay. Probably not the best uh, representation of us. Okay. So what should we play off, off of Goth Um, Probably, I mean, which is actually kind of interesting is uh, the song Take My Time. I never got it, but a friend of mine, after we had recorded it, and he'd seen us play and stuff, but he told me at one point, he goes, the chorus of that sounds like They Might Be Giant song, or like (laughs) in the vocal style of that. And I never even thought of that at all, but 
It does, I think. Yeah. So, <laughs> and oddly, nice. the song sort of doesn't sound that much. I mean, there's similarities to this and the song that we are talking about today. So, I say it's a fairly. I mean, it has disco bass. So, you know, disco bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a dance song, and the chorus apparently sounds similar. So, in style. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. So this is the war between with "Take My Time." So you can check out the war between on uh, the war between and listen to all of Goth Beach and that newer cover of Paradise. And um, I'll say uh, Josh uh, is in the Bloody Lips, and the Bloody Lips are amazing as well. My friend Tom Crandall turned me on to them. Okay. Um, He's actually not in the Bloody Lips anymore. Just <laughs> to be clear. Oh, okay. He's not. Okay. I know there was some I, I, shifting around in yeah, there. Wasn't yeah. there a breakup or something? There was. Or am I thinking no, of? You are. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it was a it was a husband wife uh, involvement in that band, and that and that husband wife uh, element is no longer a thing. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes it tough to continue. There there have yep. been a couple bands that have pulled that off. Continued the band after a divorce, but right. I, I would imagine that would not be uh, pleasant. <laughs> so, so yeah, so he's actually playing uh, back in a band he used to be in, uh, Ozenza. Okay. So so they're 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 a cool band. Jo- Josh is uh, actually that brought up to a funny thing um, when I mentioned, I guess in in reference to all this, Josh and I are working on doing a cover of "Man It's So Loud in Here." So, oh fuck yeah! So we, um, I couldn't, I couldn't get <laughs> yeah. mustard plug. It would have taken a, a lot of work. Like we can't, yeah. we can't even get together to practice at all ever, anyways. So, um, I did run it by Rick yeah. Johnson, our bass player, who uh, has a studio and stuff, and he loves They Might Be Giants. And I, yeah. and I, and I didn't want him to feel bad if I just did it with my other thing. So I wanted to ask him first. I was like. Are you interested in this? And he's like, he's like, I'm not the problem. It's the, everybody else. Blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, well, whatever. Like, like, whatever. And then I'm like, well, is it? You're gonna have to put a lot more time in than me because you're gonna have to record all the rest of the guys. Where I'm just gonna walk right. in, drop some right. guitar, <laughs> sing a little bit, and say, see you later. Um, yeah. And I never heard back from him. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I think that this song is a good fit for you guys, like like you're saying. Yeah, we got we got. Um, I mean, the music's down except for drums and vocals. Is all we got oh. to put on. So our drum machine and vocals. I mean, we're just gonna 
do some sort of drum yeah. track sort of thing. I have, I have a logic yeah. loop in there right now, which sounds fine. Nice. But, <laughs> but that's just, yeah, sure. Sure. That's about as far as I go. I, I know you play drums. So, and Josh plays drums. So you guys are a lot more familiar with that. To me, it's, it's, it's like foreign language. So I'm like, I don't know. recording recording real drums is a pain in the ass and that's i mean i feel like that's the main reason that that people still come to record with me is because like i mean anyone can put an sm57 on a guitar cabinet but recording live drums is uh, it's it's so so hard and uh, i think that's what still gets people in here lots of times people will come and they'll do scratch tracks and record the drums and then they'll just go do the rest themselves and that's fine you know right right but uh yeah just come to record the drums <laughs> so yeah I, I don't blame you just throwing some drum machine in there uh i mean for this song yeah. especially yeah so, so i'm excited to hear that cool. so I, have a, I have a couple either we're gonna try to finish it in like Maybe next weekend. I have shows this weekend, tomorrow, next week, or whatever, but or tomorrow and Saturday. Um, okay. But the other option, because I know you sort of mentioned it, I don't know if you only mentioned it because of on the mustard plug angle, but if or, or but if you want to, if, if you want to throw drums on it and whatever else you feel like <laughs> you want on it, I could send you what we have with the, after I do vocals, and we could collab that way. Like, you know, uh, that would a, be cool. There's a few different a few different angles to think about it. So. Well, I I, uh, I think I'd be down for that. Uh, I'm wrapping up this Doppelpopolis EP, and so I'll have a little more time. And my school year's about to wrap up, so that helps a lot. So let's get let's get to your uh, fandom of They Might Be Giants. How far back does it go? When and how did you get into TMBG? Um, I think, from what I recall, it was a while ago. Um, Pretty, pretty, pretty much. I think I was there when, possibly when they first played. I mean, I assume the first video was was put your head uh, the puppet head song, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I was there when that when that when that dropped on MTV. Holy cow! I think because that was my first memory of of them, and and I was old enough then, <laughs> so I, I was alive. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> unlike a lot of people that you've talked to um either they weren't alive or they were barely you know barely alive shall we say yeah or they just didn't get into them yeah. till like i mean maybe slightly or, bigger you know, hits or right. yeah 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 you you were old enough to be enjoying the the mtv i was such. so that was 80 yeah. was that 87 86 86 okay yeah, so I was, you know, not to date myself, but that was uh, right at the end of uh, high school. So, so yeah. I, was, I was at Prime was, for uh, Cool Jam. So. I was five. So. Okay. See, exactly. <laughs> but, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So I was listening to whatever my dad was listening to, which was luckily some pretty good stuff, like uh, Bowie and the Beatles and the Who and stuff like that. I remember really dr- jamming on uh, Dire Straits quite a bit. I was uh, for some reason like uh, um, what were some um, did walk of what was it walk of life yeah, walk walk of life, of life or, actually I, yeah, I, I walk, did it uh, walk today. of life yeah, yeah 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 that like something about I've always been drawn to like synthesizers like that that like that keyboard line do 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 I was like actually that was my jam I, when I was little I actually heard that at work today and 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 I and I enjoyed it so. 
Right yeah. there with you. And the cars, too. I love the cars. My dad, uh, Shake It Up came out the year I was born. And my dad, uh, he talks about how he always used to like bounce me around the house like singing that song. So I was I was I was raised on some good music, you know, luckily, but not cool enough to get into They Might Be Giants until like six years after that or so. Okay. After the first album, so Puppethead, what did you think about that? Do you, do you have any recollection of the first time seeing that video? Like what you thought about it? Um, just that it was it was awesome. I mean, it was like it was that time period where new wave music was, you know, obviously a, a big thing. Um, yeah. And, and, and that video, like, caught, it was super weird then, and, and videos were weird then. So it was, like, it was extra weird, which was cool. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because they were going up against all these other new wave bands that had quite strange videos and visuals and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But I just remember it being just, like, just wild and just bizarre. And, like, and I was, you know, coming from a pretty, like, like 80s punk and new wave kind of stuff. Um Mm-hmm. Was, was was kind of what I was listening to at that time. Um, fortunately, the school I went to, I switched schools from Ludington, Michigan, which is up north, northern Michigan, farther up north, mm-hmm. and it was pretty much, I went there until seventh grade, and pretty much that was, I know, I was raised on, you know, Kiss and Judas Priest, and sure <laughs> that, was, Nugent. that was about it. Uh, we didn't mm. listen to much Nugent up there, I'm not sure why, which I'm thankful we didn't. We didn't, yeah, we didn't, that, that that's probably good. But yeah. I was figuring, you know, Michigan, maybe yeah. everyone listened. Yeah, it was to weird. It. I don't know, but Kiss was was huge, and to this day, Kiss is yeah. like one of my one of my jams. I mean, it's they're, they're like the reason that I want to be in a band still is is because of Kiss. So, um, mm-hmm. but but I, but mm-hmm. I switched schools. At, like my parents moved, and we went to moved to Spring Lake, which was a little hipper school. It was super small, but it was kind of hipper, um, mm-hmm. and it was like a a neighboring school to Grand Haven, which was like the rock kind of popular rock school. And so Spring Lake took on this like role of a punk rock kind of school. So, so like when I first, my first day, all I remember is like one guy like running down the hall with like penny loafers and like a button up dress shirt and like doing like a slide down the hall, like breakfast club or like, (laughs) like 16 (laughs) candles or something. Yeah, yeah, or was it uh, risky business? Is that well, it wasn't that. Uh, I mean, Tom it, Cruise it, it, in his underwear. Yeah, it, it was that slide, but it wasn't. Yeah, but it wasn't that. It was. It was. It was more sixteen candles, uh, Breakfast Club ish <laughs> sort of thing. It was. Uh, sure. I think it was Michael Michael Hall or whatever. Like, yeah, you know, it was. It was his, and the guy looked like him. I'm still friends with that guy. Um, but that was the first thing, and, and the school was just super into punk. Like, like there was punk bands in the school. Um, wow. the punks got along with the, the, they weren't even jocks there. They were just the kids that played sports basically. Um, but everybody got right. along. It was like this magical, like high school, like it was really weird, but yeah, um, that is weird. Like the, like this, <laughs> the first one of the first people I met, um, this girl took me to a record store and told me to buy just descendants smile. goes to college. Like, she's like, you have to buy yeah. this, just buy this. And that was like right when I came out. So I was like, this is the best. So I did. Yeah. And I still have that record, obviously. Um, of course. One of the best. Um, apparently, it's worth a lot of money now because I have like the original one, which is, which is pretty cool. First pressing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just like this cool school, you know, sort of thing. So then I just was, I got turned on to all the 80s punk and this and that. And so, like, right leaving that and going to college 
which is right right basically at that time um you know i was kind of a lot of the new wave stuff was all hitting new order and you know endless amounts mm-hmm. of stuff so the video made sense with all that but it was still like it was weirder it was you know from what i remember <laughs> like going this is like entirely different than this other stuff um, yeah and you weren't seeing new wave bands with accordion right yeah exactly it's featured prominently in that video with linnell dancing around all silly yeah yeah so basically <laughs> I, I and i followed them i mean they, i was a, a great you know a big fan for like all the way through college so like you know the first four albums um right there when they came out and like you know yeah know all the words can you know yeah and so i mean you're picking one from significantly later in the catalog did you did you continue to keep up with them or did it kind of dip and you came back to them or uh were you keeping up um i was keeping up not uh diligently i was uh i remember like when john henry came out um i didn't like it at all like i I was one of those people (laughs) that like what happened to my band like this is yeah. This isn't the same. This isn't, and it's weird because now I've listened to it and it, it's not that different at all. Um, I mean, it is, but it's, it's not as drastic as it seemed at the time to me. Like at the time to me, it right. seemed like my band just went away and this was something <laughs> I didn't really care for that much. So Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you realize like, I mean, and that's definitely a thing. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you know us in our our younger years. You know, when you're when music is. I mean, music is still pr- pretty much all I do. But like, you know, you you really like latch on to certain types of things and you claim them for yourself when you're younger. That just tends to be a thing that like young people do. And then you know, like like you don't hear people you know, our age calling bands sellouts or whatever. Like that's something that like young people do. It's like, you know, you get really obsessed with the band and you feel like you own them and you're like, Oh man, you've changed, man. Like it's happened, you know, it's happened with a lot of other bands for me too. Uh, It just happened that I got into them right around that time, like between Apollo and and John Henry. So that was just kind of like what I knew. But then, but yeah, you realize that the songwriting at, at its base, you know, at its core, the songwriting is still, it's still the John's. You know, yeah, and and a lot of the arrangements that they were doing, you know, either synthesized or um, you know bringing in guest musicians. Now it was just all you know it was right there. And, and 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 I think the big part going back and listening to it again, I think it's like a lot of it is just the sequence. Like it's something with like this. I don't know if it's the second song or first somewhere in that beginning. Mm-hmm. Which obviously maybe they wanted to sound different you know whatever whatever the the thinking is but to me it was it starts kind of slow or mellow or like like and that was so i'm yeah, there's oops. subliminal subliminal and then snail shell yeah and like so is snail shell second two. or what's second yeah like was snail shell too funky for you is that uh the slap bass and all i think that it just stuff? starts was really that, slow i think it like the first like minute of it is just like too chill or something. I don't know. I, don't, I have to listen. Like, like it's really weird. I, 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 I was listening to it again recently, and and and, and I, I narrowed it down to that. It was like something with the beginning four minutes of the record ish or something just didn't capture <laughs> See, my attention. 
you wanted another dig my grave yeah. to kick it off. Yeah, I don't know. Right? Yeah, it was just yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was too chill. It was it was it was like they had lost that youthful, you know, energy. Yeah, at the time that I thought, but so. Yeah, so then you've 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 picked one from four albums after that. Uh, did you? So how did you you come back around to them? Then here we yeah. got Mink Car from two thousand one. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I I always listen every time something comes out. I, I I listen to it. I mean, for the most part, except I've after listening to your podcast, I realized I've missed a whole lot of albums. <laughs> but there's a lot yeah. in my stuff. mind yeah. when a new. They might be Giants record comes out. I, I I try to listen to it at least skim through it or something. So I mean the interest mm. is always there. I've never like stopped liking them um, or disliked them or whatever. Whatever. Like it's right. always I'm always curious. Um, but for some reason, like I, um, yeah, like since after Apollo, I kind of just didn't pay as much attention. Like it was that, just that John Henry thing just threw me for a loop at the time. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but I always followed up and then I ended up having like the greatest hits thing. Um, whatever. It's like a two CD greatest hits. Um, um, would it be one that the song is on? Cause this song yeah, has this been song on a ton on of stuff. Uh, dial a song 20 years of they might be giants. That might be it. Yeah. It's like a double. Like it has the finger, has the finger on the front. Um, the to, finger with the ant on top of it. Uh, I, don't I don't know. Oh no, it's not. Oh yeah, yeah, it was that one. Yeah, that, that's the one. Um, that's also the one that my wife got when we first met. When we were just first dating, she, I think she was like, "Wow, this guy's really into this band. Maybe I should, you know, take a little uh, course on They Might Be Giants." And that's the one that she got. Yeah, I, I think I ended up with it because I, I was like DJing like regularly post college and. I knew that stuff was coming out and there was good songs here and there. And so I, I ended up with that for, on CD for some reason. And that was kind of sure. where I, where I existed in later day, later day, they might be giants world. Um, was just what was on that, which probably ended at this album or this song was probably the last maybe thing on it. I don't know. Yeah. That the compilation came out in 2002. So okay. yeah. Uh, Mink car would have been the freshest, album there may or may not be a track because didn't have wait did it have the song from when the hell did austin powers come out maybe that was after that <laughs> they oh, did yeah. that uh that dr evil song that was not on this one that was late later i don't know yeah. but so, yeah this it's a good collection yeah yeah I, so so that's where i got i i, I guess learned about this song um and I, I, there was a lot of the one songs from the earlier albums that I was way more familiar with were taken. So I kind of <laughs> couldn't do yeah. anything there. And then I actually, uh, number three was a huge possibility. I was, I was, I almost just yeah. went for that. Um, but then I, I did ask nicely if, if the original person that chose this song would be willing to, uh, relinquish it to me to me yeah. and uh <laughs> yes yes thank you jesse yes thank you jesse uh i do feel a little bit of pressure to to make sure this is a good one because uh <laughs> you know to, to just what 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 if it would have been better without me i don't know, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's it, yeah it's crazy i mean um 
Yeah, because I, I had no idea how this was going to take off. I mean, with podcasts, like with Best Midwestern, we don't have guests on every episode, but, you know, it's like we're searching to get, you know, notable musicians from the Midwest and stuff like that. Um, and other podcasts, whatever your topics are, it sounds like most people are like really trying to round up guests. And I'm like, I've got too many guests right. almost. It's like, I mean, <clears throat> luckily they've got a bajillion songs. But before I launched the show, it was just people I actually knew in person. And so I was just like, yeah, pick three or four. And then like I launched the podcast and people are just like, can I be on it? Can I be on it? Can I be on it? And like, yeah, sure. I don't know. Pick two. And now I'm like, pick one. <laughs> then I'm like, I'm like, all the uh, <clears throat> people that come later are picking. Well, then I'm also having like super fans that are like, I want to pick something really weird. Or like, I just did uh, recorded an episode not too long ago on this song called Sifton, which is not even on an album. It's on um, uh, the I Palindrome IEP that came out after Apollo. Okay. So it's from the duo era, but it's obscure. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah I don't and know <laughs> and I'll have yeah. Well, I'll I'll like I've got the you. I mean, you saw the spreadsheet. I'll have people get on there and be like, "Well, you're missing this song," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, like you're missing this whole chunk of stuff, and I'm like, "Oh my god, you're right." And like the spreadsheet's just a mess right now. I need to like reorganize it chronologically because it's just I keep finding stuff I miss. I'm like, oh, I'm to like six hundred rows on this spreadsheet that's got to be right, it right, right. nope nope <laughs> keep going nope. <laughs> keep going yeah yeah hey let's listen to the demo of man it's so loud in here have you heard I this i have not heard this no and yeah g- give that a little sample but at least get to um skip ahead to 230 at some point so you can hear the okay. that part. Fixed up the corner store like it was a nightclub. It's permanently disco. super good <laughs> yeah yeah right yeah so what what was this off of like is this did they release this i assume somewhere this um i think was released on 
their like fan club service is TMBG Unlimited. Uh, they put out, I think it was just for a year, year and a half, they put out, uh, right around the time of this album, before this album, they were putting out EPs like every month uh, to like subscribers only. Okay. And it came out on on that, I believe. Um, yeah, so that in here. Yeah. That was rad, Was though. that the That's official so release or did someone? F- yeah, it's like it starts out like with that keyboard, that synth thing, and it's your, you think it's kind of kind of go into you know wh- how we know it, mm-hmm. but then it just kicks into like this pop rock thing. Yeah. That's that's another cool cool way to do it. I mean, it just shows that like a good progression, a good progression and a good melody like could be really any genre of music. Right. You know, absolutely. If you got, yeah. Um, yeah. Those horns at the end are pretty tight. <laughs> so the album version, do you know, um, do you know the band Fountains of Wayne? I do. I'm not, what, I can't remember what their hit was. What was their, Maybe they had more than uh, maybe they had more than one hit. Stacy's Stacy's mom. Oh, right? there you go. Yeah, yeah. So the bass player Adam uh, Schlesinger, he uh, helped produce three tracks on Mink Car, and man, it's so loud in here. Uh, he's credited with quotes doing a lot of programming. So he apparently was a big uh, influence in turning this into a dance song. Okay. So props to him because I do think, and one of the things I love about Minkar in general, ha- have you gone through and like, have you gotten into Minkar much like as a whole? I yeah. mean, you heard this on that sampler, but that album just has like a lot of these kind of like genre experiments and stuff like that. Like it really, you know, a song like this, they hadn't done anything like it. I mean, they'd had, uh, I mean, obviously all drum machines in their first four albums, but something like this really was, uh, I mean, this is something completely out of left field, even for a band that is always going for you know stuff that's out of left field. Right. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think that's what, like, I mean, this song's, like, familiar and familiar to something they would do, but something that I had never heard before. So it was like, well, this is so good. Um, yeah, yeah. Joining. But, yeah, but Minkar, I've, I've also, after been, you know, being inspired from your, your podcast, I've, I've been chipping away at different albums to try to figure out like yeah. my, my thoughts on them or is it, do I like this one more than this one sort of thing? And, and Minkar is high on my list of, of albums, later day albums that I do like. Hell yeah. Late, later day it's, in all the last 25 years or whatever it's been. So. Yeah. <laughs> I know this, this is, it came out on, it came out on nine 11 and that was a fucking long time ago. Um, but the funny thing about this album, I'm actually coordinating a exclusive about this album, and it's going to be a high school debate team style uh, match over whether Minkar is amazing or a piece of shit. Because there are a lot of people, fans, who hate this album. And there's this guy, uh, his name's Gurr, he's from, uh, he's in England, and we always just like, are, you know, we found each other on the Miscellaneous T Facebook fan group uh just gently ribbing each other about this album because i love it i mean it came out uh when i was in college and it's just like i listened to it endlessly and he just thinks it's like really uneven and 
Like all the stuff that he <laughs> dislikes about it are things that I like about it. Like it's weirdness. Um, and so him and he's, he's recruiting someone to be on the, so <laughs> it's going to be me and one other person uh, for pro mink car. Okay. And then him and he's recruiting another anti mink car person <laughs> just, just to do, you know, all as fans right. to debate, you know, the merits of that album. Cause it's very divisive for some reason. It's weird. Cause it didn't, uh, it doesn't seem that odd, you know, or like off, <laughs> off the norm for they might be giants album. It, it doesn't seem like to me, it yeah. seems like if you like them, you would love this album. Like it, it has everything right. that's cool about them. So <laughs> Um, <laughs> I agree. I guess, I guess not. So. so Adam Schlesinger also contributed to another first kiss. He did some keyboards on that and uh, their cover of yeah, yeah, which he played Ooh. synth bass on that one. Is that, that's a cover. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, that. I actually, as I was looking at songs or re rediscovering songs, I'm like, I, I, w- I would do this episode on that song. That's, that's a that would that's be my other choice. Too. That's a good song. Yeah, another one that like just takes like a total turn into like this genre of um, I don't even know what you'd call it. Like I don't know, it's like Latin in a way almost. Um, yeah, they're good at picking covers because I think a lot of people assume that they wrote Istanbul. Right. A lot of people think they wrote Why Does the Sunshine. Uh, they just pick you know stuff that's good but obscure. Yeah, check out that that original. It's from the, from the sixties, I think. Okay, um, I guess that makes sense because it sounds like it should be <laughs> you know like an old song yeah. like yeah yeah <laughs> it's got it's got proven goodness to it already so no yeah, yeah. yeah. that 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 one's definitely stuck out as as something off of here that i was like yeah that's a, and i've got a thing is just brilliant that's just <laughs> such that's that's another new favorite i had never heard that one until app like post hearing the episode I'm not sure how yeah, I first that. But. Yeah, second episode, second episode. Yeah, it's my friend Steve from college. We jammed on this album like crazy. I, I told him I was talking to you for this episode. He's like, nice. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, that, yeah. that that song's to me up up there in in the best of you know. And I had never heard yeah. it until a week ago. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Steve, a fellow trombone player who was also on that European trip and got introduced to you guys in the same room at the same time by that baritone player. So okay, right me, me and him, me and him played trombone all through junior high, high school, college together, and uh, and then we were in a band together where he played bass and I played drums, <laughs> not okay. trombone, but uh, yeah. And then went to college together and listened to this album a ton. So it's like. A member of Musterplug talking about a song off of the album that we were just rocking endlessly in college. <laughs> so it's pretty, uh, pretty it's, you know, just that, that, that uh, I don't know. Kismet, is that the right word? Well, I, well, um, I hope I live up to all the hype, you know. Of this, um, <laughs> the so there was also, yeah. Are, are you Mr. Excitement? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a song that's hated for some reason. But it, again, it's another one that's just so weird that I respect it for its oddball nature is like where did this come from I like rapping and shit uh so there was a man it's so loud in here ep oh yeah i remember that actually uh this is just a, a, a tangent of that song as i was playing that in the car recently my wife thought it sounded like prodigy which yeah yeah, I, 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 yeah. It isn't i mean the drums are kind of like a prodigy like thing i think if that's the song i'm thinking of like it has like because prodigy always has the same drum beat for like 90 percent of their <laughs> song so Oh, and that guy just passed away, didn't he? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Sorry to bring down the podcast. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> not Mr. Excitement. Not I'll Mr. Tell you. Excitement. No, you are not Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Bummer. So, yeah. <laughs> Captain Bringdown <laughs> over here. So the Man It's So Loud in Here EP came out a month before the album, and it had it had the, the album-length song. It had a radio edit, which was only 12 seconds shorter. So yeah. it's still like almost four minutes. Uh, but then it had the Man It's So Loud in Here Hot 2002 remix, which uh, was done by The Elegant Two, who appear on, um, let's see... Well, a guy from that is in Monopuff, Flansburg's uh, side project from the 90s and early aughts, um, Phil Hernandez and Skeleton Key guitarist Chris Maxwell, they've collaborated with They Might Be Giants on uh, quite a few things, like on I've Got a Fang, for one, uh, Mr. Excitement, um, Wicked Little a lot of Min Car stuff. Um, and so they did a remix of Man It's So Loud in Here. So let me send you that. And I had in my notes uh, a minute 40 marked as a particular spot. drums drop for a second there yeah 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 this is good i have i have a love hate with remixes i've i've been djing like <laughs> I, I dj every week uh, i have a nightly dj gig yeah. and uh so but i'm also not a normal normal dj like i don't right i don't like fit into the normal dj culture sort of thing um, right i mean you consider yourself like a rock guy in you know in general terms right yeah, I guess so. But I mean, I've been DJing as, as long as I've been doing band stuff. So like since, mm. you know, 91 <laughs> or whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been DJing usually. I took a brief hiatus, but like 
I've had lots of like weekly residencies in at various times in that period. Uh-huh. Um, and they've all been kind of loosely based around like, an, you know, alternative dance music thing. So, which was a lot easier in the, you know, early nineties when you had all that, you know, new order, depression, world cure kind of stuff, mm-hmm. industrial stuff, ministry, thrill, kill, cult, like all like, you know, sisters of mercy, whatever, tons of cool stuff. And then, yeah, yeah. Lately, I've been doing it at this place for the last 10 years, um, but still based around my vision of what an alternative dance night would be in in this day and age as a, mm-hmm. as a guy that's probably as old enough to be the, the patron's parents sort of thing. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, so now it kind of like hinges on like 2006, I think I figured out. So it's sort of still a retro night, but it's more like the block party passion pit sure yeah yeah dancey yeah like when i feel like a lot of it kind of centers around uh, i'm a big modest mouse fan and when uh float on Mm -hmm. like hit really big as a single just like they'd already been doing kind of like you know they were they were it wasn't their scrappiest album but they'd always been doing kind of those like almost like punk disco kind of beats right. and like the the funkier guitars but still like got that edge to it when that blew up and then you had like Franz Ferdinand was like jumping on that thing uh yeah and then Block Party yeah coming all all after that the dance stuff in indie rock really was was big there around yeah. that time yeah yeah so like it's still kind of based a little around that vibe and then newer ish and then guilty pleasures of stuff that you know now now i term it like what would be at a the cool kids college you know house party yeah. sort of thing yeah yeah if, yeah. if if i got to choose the cool kids sort of thing versus <laughs> versus, yeah. versus kids today because i don't know um, their, their taste is a little questionable sometimes, but oh, that, yeah, that could also be the old guy in me speaking. So what do I know? Yeah, for all the young people listening to this podcast, we're not talking about you because obviously you like them <laughs> giants, so you're cool. Exactly. Uh, we, so you're saying you have like a love hate relationship with remixes? Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so back back to yeah. Um, so I, I I go through a lot of remixes and a lot of stuff I, that I DJ with. I, I enjoy finding a, a, a slam and remix, like a really good remix that that works and it has the the sound that works good in a in a club environment. You know, it's mm-hmm. dumping and sonically it sounds great. Um, but I also don't like I, I like remixes to kind of keep the general bits and pieces of the song, so you still know you're listening to the song, or at least the really good parts of the song. So I, I mean, I typically like them to keep the version lyrics or vocals or whatever keep the choruses right. um and just mess with them you know some but you still hear it and you're like yeah this is it's still the song you know I so you like think the, the elegant two one the elegant two one's good remix then? i think they did Under a good job those criteria yeah, yeah, from, yeah, from, yeah. From skimming through I, I, it, it might work better in in a normal my creation of an alternative dance music night than the original in that, in yeah, that maybe, sense. maybe you should play that. Because the, the original, the... although it is a fantastic dance song, it's still weird. So, like, <laughs> most people would probably, even though it sounds like a Pet Shop Boys song, sort of, it also yeah. doesn't at all. And it's 
like a little fast and like it would probably just screw up a lot of people so so hey like we like i mentioned right off the bat like what 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 the crap subgenre of dance music do we call this song the original i mean i guess it predates techno as a term if you know if they're if they're you know referencing the pet shop boys i mean what what do we call it um, you're the dj right you tell me right. dance man well um <laughs> i mean it probably does have a little bit of techno uh i mean <laughs> keyboard <laughs> synth in it i guess whatever right. whatever i don't I, mean, just, I don't know that, that, that's why uh, i'm a band yeah again as a rock guy it's like if the beat's going it's a fucking techno song but that's just you know i don't know i don't know well that's why i'm also a bad dj because like your people ask go what what genre do you play like you know your DJ stuff. I'm like, I, I don't know. Is, is do I like it? Is it good? Then that's what I then I'll sure. play it. If I don't like it, so I don't know all their crazy genres of, of electronic music at all. Um, so, but yeah, I, I did read somewhere that unless I dreamed it or dreamt it or something <laughs> or someone told me that maybe you mentioned it somewhere. Um, but um, I, I think it was somewhere I heard that they wanted to make a kind of like the pet shop boys with guitars or something maybe it's on right. wikipedia or something i don't know um, yeah yeah which it it is i mean it's definitely has elements of pet shop boys with guitars i guess um but then again not not really like it's it's a little fast and it's and it still sounds very much like they might be giants so it, i mean it doesn't sound necessarily like new wave dance music really right. right it still has just like the huge like linnell's just huge cascading hooks and like the harmonies keep stacking on the vocals yeah and it's just it's so singable i mean it's danceable but it's not necessarily i mean we heard the demo it wasn't written as a dance song it just happens to work really well in with that instrumentation so i mean it's uh I mean, it was a more typical They Might Be Giants song. And then Adam, you know, Schlesinger contributed some programming and stuff. And and there you have it. So, I mean, it turned out kind of like Pet Shop Boys, but originally it really wasn't at all. No, no. And and, I, and I've watched like, a few, you know, knowing that we were going to talk about this, I, I'm like, oh, how did they play this live? Like, I want to, like, check this out. So I, like, watched a few clips here and there. And Did you see this one on Conan? I don't with know. With the reel-to-reel tape machine this is like the closest they've come to it's like the closest they've come to the duo era since going full band having the tape machine back on stage Uh, okay my next guests are here tonight with a song from their brand new album mink car and you can catch them at the wiltern theater in los angeles on september 22nd please welcome they might be giants Yeah. 
I mean, like, until it hits the chorus, it, it, it kind of does sound like an 80s, new wavy kind of song. But the guitars are cool in here because they're definitely more pronounced. Yeah, yeah. That tape machine's not doing anything, though. You think it's just a prop? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? You think? I don't know. You think Derek? I, mean, I, I w- you know, I've been thinking the same thing. Like, it, it could easily just be a prop. I mean, maybe, you know. Maybe they tried it and it didn't sound that good coming, you know, onto the camera at rehearsal. But, you know, they're like, well, let's still just let it roll up here, you know. <laughs> but then knowing that, I mean, it, it probably does. It probably is working and it probably is. It. <laughs> I mean, I got to see yeah. him when I, I, I don't know if I've seen him twice or just the one time, but I saw him as the duo. Um, oh, man. Yeah, it was the flood tour. So I. And it was, and actually just looked up the set list. I finally found that online recently, and it's it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I bet. I mean, you heard. Uh, so Mike Park determined that he went to those two shows right in a row, and the one was missing on the wiki. It's it's since been added. He uh, he, <laughs> Mike Park gave us the information to fill in a, a lost oh, nice. show on the wiki. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I contacted one of the editors and uh, they plugged it in there. <laughs> That's good. So, That's good. So yeah, so, so you were watching some live ones. I want to send you this this one because being a podcast, I had to try to find one that had decent audio. And here's someone that recorded from up like in a balcony. You know, if you if you get too close to the stage when you're taking your cell phone video, you're just getting like the guitar amps and the live drums. You know, if you stand too far back, you're just getting like all the bass, uh, the subwoofers or whatever. But this, I think, is about as good as it's going to get. This is from, um, let's see, 2015. So this is the way they're playing it more now. And I found some more recent ones, and it's pretty similar to this. Um, Where is this taken? So this is July 26th, 2015. The Music Hall of uh, Williamsburg. Brooklyn, New York.
Marty is yeah. such a good drummer. So it's just more just straight up rock, rock version. Yeah, I, you know, I'm kind of surprised though that Marty. I mean, I like Marty's parts in there, but I mean, he could try to do the disco thing. Right. You yeah. know, uh, I'm not sure why. I mean, I think also they just get tired of playing their own songs sometimes, and this one, you know, apparently it's according to the wiki has been performed uh, almost 300 times. So, man, they're you know, some way along the line, they're like, well, let's uh, let's change it just for our own sanity. Right. Right. Like there's a million versions of Particle Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been in- interesting going back and like kind of just digging through stuff. Um, like one one I really wanted to watch the gigantic movie documentary thing again. Yeah, um, but I don't own it, and I could not find it anywhere. So then I just ended up watching just YouTube Thing Movie Giant stuff. Just everything it is it has been uploaded in its entirety to youtube somewhere you weren't able to find it i couldn't, I couldn't find it i even looked unless today. it's been taken <laughs> down yeah i don't know i'll see if i can find it again i do i think i think i'm set though rick rick our bass player we have a show tomorrow in chicago and he said he has the DVD, so I'm yes just, yeah I'm, i do I'm, as well i was gonna offer to mail it to you to, cool. to temporarily <laughs> yeah so so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna text him tonight and say bring that yeah. to you tomorrow so that thing's been it's been out of print for forever yeah i was surprised and, it's not like i would think it'd be on itunes or amazon like somewhere or youtube but it's not i mean it it came out in 2002 i mean it was long before any of that stuff and i think maybe I mean, I don't really know what the directors of that have done since or, or what, but I guess they didn't consider it something to keep up to date on. I don't, I don't know. I mean, plus, I think, I mean, that's, they've had 15 more, 17 more years of their career since. I think someone right. needs to make a new documentary. Right. <laughs> we need Gigantic Part 2. Yeah, because I don't even really remember it. For some reason, it all kind of fits into this part where I was just thinking they were like, not exciting anymore or something and i remember feeling like it was depressing or something is it depressing or is it just set in a morbid no. tone and no. i just didn't i didn't get their humor at the time probably or something yeah i mean there are parts of it i would have done differently like like they have all those um those like famous guests that like recite uh lyrics like janine graffalo's in there harry shearer's in there and they kind of um they just kind of read the lyrics like poetry, like real seriously. Right. And to me, like that's not really. I don't know. I, I it's always kind of rubbed me in a weird way. Like I, I love every one of the people that they pick to be on it, but I'd rather hear, you know, Andy Richter talk about you know liking they might be giants rather than just like you know thirty seconds of him reading, um, you know, the self titled they might be giants track right. <laughs> or something. Okay. You know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was yeah. just stuff like that that I remember emitting this like vibe of uh this kind of a little more somber vibe or something to it and yeah i don't know yeah yeah maybe a little bit yeah just like the beginning of john henry too mellow (laughs) 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 not anymore now now i get it rick was playing just like our last trip somewhere we were in canada and we were driving back overnight and rick was driving he was playing in the an album and I'm like, what album is this again? And then, and it was John Henry. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is great. And then so I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice.
Did we talk? We didn't. I don't think we talked about the lyrics. Not Cause they're, really. Because they're kind of perfect. Coming from a guy who has to DJ, like, and is not typically a DJ, but is a DJ, is is a DJ and involved in that right. environment on a weekly basis. It's pretty perfect. I mean, I I, li- I live this song every week. So, <laughs> are people always trying to come up and request things and just yell them in your face because it's so loud. <laughs> that and, and and having to hold their stuff like they want me to hold their jackets or their purse. Or, <laughs> For or real? Like that. Oh, yeah, because there's only two tables and like the whole. It's like this little yeah. tiny punk rocky kind of place, and there yeah. and there's there might be three tables, um, but there's really nowhere to put stuff. So. That, that comes that comes down to me. Um, yeah, yeah. The whole airport stuff, like every time I go through, I forgot which airports it is. Maybe it's the Chicago one. I don't know. O'Hare yeah. has the underground tunnel yeah. with all the fluorescent yeah, tube the, lights. The, the disco tunnel. Yeah, I I love that, and I think it's it's uh, featured in a scene in Fight Club too. I think a lot of people may have seen it on Fight Club. Um, but then I was looking on the interpretations tab and someone actually mentions that. So I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I thought of when, when that lyric came up. Just, I mean, I grew up in Chicago, so I've been in that airport a million times. Um, and to me, I just took the lyrics completely literally, right? Like, you know, they try to make places, places that normally are very bland. They try to Spice them up a little bit, you know, or they bring in some big architect or whatever. I mean, corner stores, maybe not so much, but airports, like, I don't know. Airports are not the most pleasant places to be in. So when they try to make them more pleasant or artsy, sometimes it goes a little haywire. Yeah, because <laughs> that's kind of weird. Like, it's like, like, yeah, like, even for me, I dig that kind of stuff. I'm like, I think you could have done some, if, if you're trying to, like, get people comfortable or, like, kind of, separate them from their business travel or whatever you can make like a rainforest or something or like oh cool. something cool like that like and but instead you just put a bunch of neon and i mean it's still <laughs> i don't know i don't know do, i mean what's the what's the consensus on the the at o'hare that that tunnel do people like it or are they annoyed by it i mean i think as a the, kid i thought it was cool yeah i think kids would like it but i mean but does like the average traveler like it. I kind of think they probably don't. I think they need to go. I think they need to go all the way because it's not. It's it's like a club that's like sort of open. Like it's not. It, it's not like the music's not jamming, and it's not really dark enough to like pull off what it's trying to pull off. Sure. You know, it's kind of like a club. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't, it's like a club if the windows are still it's still light outside and the windows are open or something. <laughs> well, you can't have people tripping over those uh, the 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 moving walkways. <laughs> right. True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so on the interpretations tab, what do you make of? There's a lot of people talking about it being about getting old and not being able to hear or being easily confused. I never thought of it like that. I don't. I don't know. No, what do you I, think about that? I don't. I don't. I don't get that at all. I think. I think it's just a cool realistic i mean to me it's it's just it's fact it's just it's just <laughs> it's just real yeah. real life <laughs> it's my real life it's my life <laughs> i live this life um no yeah I, don't, I never thought it was anything about getting old i mean obviously it has that like oh it's so loud you know sort of uh connotation which could be taken that way but um 
I mean, I, sometimes I'll feel like that, like after three hours of DJing, and it's just like, you know, right. pounding, pounding yeah. drum machines, and you're like, yeah, this is a little much, but that's yeah. what, that's what works. So, right. I mean, people, a couple people, people also mentioned that. Linnell, I don't know if he has hearing problems or he didn't, you know, protect his ears early on, but he wears earplugs now and they say he's he's spoken about how he doesn't really like loud, loud music. But I mean, <laughs> they're still on tour all the damn time and it's not soft. It's not like the magnetic fields. I don't know if you know like Stephen Merritt like doesn't want to play loud music anymore, so the magnetic field stuff is like no matter what era of magnetic fields they're playing, it's always like hushed acoustic shows. Oh wow. Okay. And I've seen one, I've I've seen them play like that, and it's still good. But like, you know, the when the album Distortion came out, and then they were playing those songs acoustic, I was just like, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the album's called Distortion, right? But so yeah, they I mean they they're saying that Linnell maybe has something to do with him, um, <laughs> literal ear pain, right. I, maybe <laughs> could be could be, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's more just like. Yeah, like, I can't hear you. It's not that it's, like, I mean, it's complaining that it's loud in a way more just, like, not that, like, it's so loud you don't want to be there necessarily, but just, like, what? You have to, like, keep repeating yourself. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and then you got other, I mean, people always get deep with these lyrics, like, Here's one. Quite simply, I believe, Man It's So Loud in Here is about the loss of connection, contact, and identity in a commercialized technological society. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Maybe. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Write a book about it, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I mean, that, but again, that's what's great about their songs. It's like, if you want to go there, sure. But if you want to just... Like we just want to just like rock it out, and it's like, yeah, it's it's a loud song about it being loud. <laughs> right, right, yeah, sounds sounds good, fits in, it's yeah. good. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, are you ready to hear some covers of this song? Yes, I heard one, which is a which is interesting because as as <laughs> as, as, as I was thinking of Josh and I covering it as as the War Between version, um, the only one that I really found was like a, somebody that did it in an industrial style. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk it, about that one. Yeah. Let's talk about that one. Yeah. Uh, so the artist is called, uh, Tarby and the YouTube channel is Tarby's basement. This is from 2015. And the person says that someone commissioned them to make this, uh, cover to do this song in an, an industrial Style. They fixed up the corner store like it was a nightclub. It's permanently disco Everyone is dressed so oddly I cannot recognize them I cannot tell the staff from the customer They 
I think it's pretty successful. Did uh, did you like it? Yeah, I thought I thought it was good. I, thought, I mean, I think he accomplished what. I mean, it, it was it was it was the like that that style of industrial. There, the, to me, there's there's a couple styles of industrial, and that was like the 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 '90s radio style of industrial. Which is a little more right, cleaned like up, like the stabbing westward, or like nail. yeah, sure. Like uh, man, I can't think of. What I, I ended up just getting the Crow soundtrack because uh, at, at record <laughs> store day, <laughs> most, <laughs> most, mostly because Josh talked me into buying it. But it does have some awesome jams on it. Josh uh, yeah. is 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 uh, I think ten years younger than I am, so he's like the Crow to him is like life. Whereas oh yeah. You know, the, the crow to me was like kind of just a bad movie with a few good good songs on it sort of thing so right 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 um but there's someone on there i forgot who, who it is but um but anyway but it's that it's that kind of industrial so it's a little more radio pop metal industrial sort of thing um yeah i mean when it gets to the chorus of this song like you just can't make it sound threatening or angry no matter how hard you try because it's just so right catchy it's just so melodic i mean he leans into like the minor key feel of the verses in a very successful way i think Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah tarby guitar vocals programming uh the verses i think really really work pretty well in that style and i I like how the choruses sound but it's almost like that's not how industrial that's not what i think of when i think of industrial so it's like the verses yes the the chorus is Sound cool, but maybe aren't as successful in that right. style. Yeah, I, I I agree. Yeah, the the, the verses are cool. Like like the, the the chuggy guitar is cool. Like production's yeah. good. Um, yeah, it sounds really nice. Obviously, that vocal cool. line is a lot more sinisterish, sort of you know, moody. Shall yeah. we say? Yeah, the delivery, sure. So here's one that's way different. This is a band called Too Many Chiefs. And too many chiefs do an acoustic cover here. That uh, I'll just let you give it a, a quick listen there. They fixed up the corner store like it was a nightclub. It's permanently disco. Everyone is dressed so oddly I can't recognize them I can't tell the staff from the customers Baby, check this out I've got something to say Man, it's so loud in machine and I can think again Oh, remember what it was What do you think? It's good. It's definitely good. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's my thing. The harmonies yeah. are great. I mean, yeah. I just oh, think yeah, like... Yeah, they're fantastic singers. They're too good for my taste, so... <laughs> we sing too good. I, I think it uh, it just speaks to what I was saying before about how the you could do this song in any genre and I think it would be good. 
because uh, here it's almost like they've made it like a bare naked lady song or right, something. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's like that kind of oh, folk super pop. well done. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds great, and I love the uh, you know banging the one guy's banging on the body of his guitar uh, during the verses, and then they they kick in to the choruses. I also love how chill it is, and like two of the guys are in their bare feet. <laughs> like, we're gonna take we're gonna take this video. But we're not even gonna put shoes on, man. Oh, that's just, the uh, problem. That's, that's why it it, it it rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> bare feet. You can't rock. You can't rock without shoes on. It's against the law. I don't know. I don't know. Rollins did it. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> He's the exception, I guess. <laughs> Darn it. But you got to be wearing like tiny running shorts and be barefoot. <laughs> if, if you're going yeah. to go barefoot. You can't be wearing jeans and be barefoot. Only tiny running shorts. Right. Then, then you're good because so, you're, you're mixing it up. Speaking of mixing it up, let's listen to an 8-bit cover. You ready? All right. Are you a fan of 8-bit stuff? Chip tune, that kind of thing? Um, I am. I don't probably... I can't say I listen to it on a regular basis, but... But I do enjoy it when I enjoyed the last one that you posted for some other song. It was really good. I forgot what it was, but yeah, I'm I'm a sucker for it. I, I'm not listening to it like full albums worth of it, but it is fun to find covers of it, and I feel like I should get into it, <laughs> like making chip tune. Right. I think I, I I like vocals, so like that's probably the only like. Negative. Yeah, I'd probably if I did it, I would do chip tune with vocals on. Yeah, why not? Why yeah. Not? Does anybody do that? I never feel like I, I hear that. It's always just Well, I've got one more to send you after this. Yeah. <laughs> Chip tune with vocals. <laughs> arpeggios in the chorus yeah, it's like good. just hitting the jackpot yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hitting the jackpot constantly yeah. that's <laughs> and good. that's uh donut shoes donut shoes <laughs> donut shoes on soundcloud that's where i found that one so yeah this last one i was debating whether to include this one or not because well you'll see in the uh the the <laughs> the parentheses of the title here that I'm sending to you right now. I'm not even going to say it, but it's it says it's performed by robots. Let's just say that. Uh, so I, I'm not a fan of the R word that they throw in here, but uh, it's got these robo vocals that remind me of. Did you ever hear the band Moog Cookbook? Yes. 
Yes, like these old um so the covers of voice like- emulators. Yeah, well like they would put some vocals on occasion into their covers. And they would use these old, like, voice emulators and stuff like that. And this guy may or may not be using, you know, old technology. I mean, this was posted eight years ago on SoundCloud. Uh, But APBRR. But it's got these cool, um, yeah, these very, like, almost ghostly robotic vocals. Uh, Give that a a second of a listen there. This This is the last one I got for you. get on there and take that little comment out of there yeah exactly and be be gold then yeah that's... even eight years ago that's not cool to say why, why you can say broken robots yeah exactly right no that's that's <laughs> that's really good yeah it's fun it's fun uh and this <laughs> this last thing is not a cover and i'm not sure how well this works in an audio medium but i found these <laughs> High schoolers must have, I'm guessing they must have made this for a class or something, like a, a, a video uh, class or for their for their AV club or something. But, I and I like the kids are still in, getting into They Might Be Giants because this is from uh, t- uh, 2017. The, these kids did this wacky video. And if you just skip through it a little bit, like there's no reason for me to play the audio because it's just the the song but oh, just they just, just really kids, have some fun with it kids getting weird <laughs> to the song yeah okay. there's a girl dressed up like a pilgrim there's a guy in a mr potato head costume there's a girl in pajamas with a rubber chicken there's a guy in like luigi type green overalls yeah this is good yeah, this, this is something like i feel like i would have done just like at the time <laughs> you're like yeah this is so cool and then like they probably already look back on it and they're like, oh my God, we're such dorks. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, so if anyone wants to check that out, Kyle Parks is the uh, YouTube channel. And it's just called Man It's So Loud in Here Dance Video. And if they want to make a mustard plug video, that would be fine too. We're, we're in desperate need <laughs> of, of some videos, so... Yeah, I I think yeah, doing doing fan shoutouts for that kind of stuff has worked for They Might Be Giants. I mean, I don't know if you've seen like in recent years they've done these like contests, you know, and they'll end up getting like six, seven, eight like really cool videos. Um 
for one song, you know, and they, they pick one to be like the official video, but okay. like, yeah, I don't know. There's like, um, trying to think of one like, uh, Oh, what was the one I just did? Well, uh, can't keep Johnny down off of join us. They did a contest for that one. So there's a bunch of cool ones there. Um, but yeah, I think you, you guys should put that out on the social media and be like, Hey, we're having a video contest. Not just be like, not just be like, Hey, does someone want to make us a video? Right, like, right. It's a contest and you'll win <laughs> this and that. And, uh, you know, you might end up with more than one good video. Well, like our, uh, probably the easily the most watched slash popular video of ours that we had nothing to do with the Mr. Smiley video completely you got oh wait, completely done by someone on their own and it got super popular and so i mean it's just pretty from from back in the day or like more it's yes yeah, it's, it's old and... it's like it has like a gazillion views and stuff like oh yeah 1.2 million views yeah. is... and we had nothing. so it was uploaded in 2007 but was it made before that or was it uh, that might be that might be right i don't know Okay. It just kind of so appeared. it was still already like a classic song for you guys by that point. Yeah, but somebody just made a video and everybody liked it, and we ended up putting we we put out like a kind of a documentary DVD thing, um, uh-huh. and it has just a bunch of video footage of stuff, live stuff, and the the few videos that we actually did, um, but we ended up putting that one on too, just because just because it it, it, oh, t- yeah. it turned out pretty good and 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 all that, so. Yeah, Matt Garland. So have you met that guy? Um, I think we've been in context. I think we asked if it was cool if we put it on the, the DVD. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> if, not, if not, he can have, like, we have, like, a thousand or more DVDs sitting around <laughs> if he wants them back. <laughs> They're not hot sellers, really, but... Um, and, well, and that like people aren't buying CDs or DVDs anymore. I mean, I still love the physical media, but... Uh, everyone's just streaming everything. Yeah, yep. but everything. yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if we. I feel like we should have met him. I mean, it, it would be strange to have not. I don't think I have personally, and if I have, mm-hmm. I'm very sorry to uh, to this person. If I have met you and we're really good friends, and I can't remember who you are right now, but <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to, to to meet you and continue to be friends or whatever. So. Yeah, and and make them a new video. Yeah, make us a new video because we can't. <laughs> Come on, Matt. Because we can't get off your ass. We obviously can't get around to doing it because we're so busy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, making making the audio is hard work enough. A video is like a whole other level. Yeah. Like editing video and yeah, it's uh, it's, oh, it's not yeah. I, I made I made a couple just DIY myself, not knowing what I'm doing. Videos for the war between stuff and. Just with footage yeah. I had on my around and it's so like annoying. an iMovie. Yeah, it's so annoying. Just yeah. trying to sync stuff up, and I wasn't even really syncing up like you know mouth singing, you know, to lyrics right. and stuff. Right. A little bit, but it's just like this is horrible. I don't ever want to do this again. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I will. So I'll try. Never again. Oh yeah. Yeah, you 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 picked a good one here. I love this song, and to me, I've always taken it completely, literally, and just cranked it all the way the fuck up, and just like screamed it at the top of my lungs in the car. It's just such a fun song, 
and like yeah i just, <laughs> i don't know i'm i was really happy to do this one and i'm excited to hear uh the war between's cover of it i yeah i'm I, really looking forward to that so far it's turned out pretty good i guess time time will tell but yeah. um yeah yeah i'm looking forward to it editor's notes me and the war between collaborated on this cover and you can download it for free at this might be a podcast.bandcamp.com. But here it is, the war between and yours truly doing Man It's So Loud in Here. Man It's So Loud in Here. Permanently 
what do we think? Should we score it now? We ready to yeah, score? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready now. And I, have to, I what, just, do you th- what do you think? You've been thinking on this all day. I've been thinking about this for two weeks now. <laughs> 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 well, what do you got? I'm giving it. I mean, obviously, I only get to score one song, so because I'm only on this one episode. So, oh, I'll, I'll have you back. So, if I, so if I'm, think, think about that. Well, I'm still, I'm still giving it a ten. Yes, I'm giving it a full, <laughs> a full perfect ten. Hell yeah! I'm gonna, has anybody given anything a ten yet? Yes, um, I've been keeping track of my own scores, but other people's scores. I mean, this is the 48th episode I'm recording, so I can't remember. Ah, oh, dang! <laughs> other people's scores. And it, and uh, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it's tough because I, I mean, I don't think it's my favorite. They might be giant song. But it's a perfect. Okay. But it's a perfect song. Like, I I can't think of anything I would do differently to the song, and it's and it's awesome. So I I feel like it would be a disservice to give it anything less from from my from my side. Like I it's it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And the demo is great. Some of these covers and other styles are great, and they show just how great the melody is. But going in this style um, for a song about nightclubs i mean it's just perfect in execution it's just everything's in sync it all just totally makes sense but it's still awesome and so singable uh and very dynamic too for a dance song like it's got good dynamics it comes down and it grows back up it gets really big at the end with all these harmonies i'm I'm gonna go 9.5 nice nice making it i believe the Fourth highest score I've given so far. Yeah, out of 48 episodes. Wow, okay. Pretty good. That's pretty good. good. Yep, yep. Dr. Worm got a 10, and one other one has gotten a 10, but it hasn't aired yet, so I'm not going to say that yet. That Dr. Worm Worm episode was was gold. That was so good. (laughs) Thanks, yeah. That was so good. I mean, it was was great material to work with, too, because, I mean, just that song's great and it's ridiculous and it's ridiculous so i mean it, there's a lot of yeah <laughs> you yeah. got you guys you guys did per- you, you you took it and ran with it and it's great so thanks yeah and we had a lot of fun covering it we actually uh we recorded that a while ago but uh since we recorded it the guys that played sax on it became full members of the band so we've just we're just starting to play it live actually yeah our show in two weeks we're gonna play it live for the first time. I mean, we recorded it like a year ago, right, but uh, we're finally starting to do it live. So pretty soaked on that. Dr. Worm. Yes. Perfect. 10. This one. Yes. I did. It's, it's a, a perfectly executed song. I got to go 9.5 just to leave a little headroom for other stuff. Right. Right. Uh, you know, but, but yeah. <laughs> so thanks Jesse for, for letting Colin uh, take over on this one. Yes. Thanks um, Jesse. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry uh, if, I, if yeah. I let you down. <laughs> I hope I didn't. I tried. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I don't think so. I mean, hell, this is a, this is a long one. Thanks. Thanks for giving so much of your evening here to uh silly little podcast. Oh, mine. You're welcome. It's the, it's the weekend for me now. I get to go play two, uh, two shows the next two days. Um, nice. So, yeah. 
All right. I'm I think I'm going to pass out. You uh you rock and roller, you DJ you. You uh <laughs> no. have fun with your shows. Thank you. Thank this you. This weekend. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, rocket. Rocket for us all Giants fans and uh um Sorry. I guess yeah. I guess I'll do. Are there any other plugs you want to give? I mean, we dropped some uh some clips in earlier. Anything else you want to plug? Um no, that's pretty much it. Sorry, I couldn't get you a, 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 a ska cover of it, but you know. <laughs> I was looking. I was looking. I was thinking of just doing one by by myself, just a, a just an acoustic. Uh, ska sure, yeah. Cover, yeah. But, <laughs> I don't know, we'll see how this other one turns out. And, 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 Hell yeah! And then, and then we'll go from there. But no, I think I don't know. I think we covered covered some good good ground there. So. All right, cool. All right, man. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks again, man. Oh, thanks. This is fun. Thank you. I'm, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep listening. Like I'm. I'm I appreciate that. I'm, I'm hooked now. I'll try to spread the word for you as well. So, thanks. Thanks a lot, Colin. Remember, if you want to grab yourself a copy of our cover, our collaborative cover of "Man, It's So Loud in Here," go to this might be a podcast.bandcamp.com. Also, Chicago area listeners, don't forget July 26th. Our live episode about Birdhouse in Your Soul, featuring Outdoor Valor and Headliners Pet Symmetry. That's July 26th at G-Man Tavern. And if you find the Facebook event, there's a link to pre-sale tickets that are cheaper than at the door. So go check that out. Hit us up. This might be a pod at gmail.com. On Twitter at this might be a pod. Facebook.com slash this might be a podcast. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, that is 224 801 2930. See you later. Man, it's so-